Well, church, let us do something uh, very important now, and that is going to God's Word before we go uh, to prayer. And let me just say this about uh, God's Word. You know, the, the gospel that the world preaches to us in so many ways is just an empty message. They are empty words, which means this, that when you and I take them in, when we receive them, we remain hungry, okay? We remain hungry. I'm asking us always instead to seek the Word of God, for the Word of God are and is eternal words, words that are lasting, words that will not rust, will not fade, will not, as we can think of a, a beach image here, it's not going to be shifting sand in the ocean, for the Word of God is everlasting. So let us go there now and always feed on the Word of God. There's a word here that I want us to uh, prepare our hearts and spirits for this day as we move into a time of prayer. Psalm 23, 6. If you would, please join me. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. And as we do, let us think of Jesus as the Good Shepherd for a moment. Lord, we all need shepherding, whether we're in denial about it or not, whether we accept it or not, whether we willingly receive it or not, we are all in need of a good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Good shepherd, Jesus Christ, within your embrace, we are safe and secure. Within your embrace, we know that we are precious in your sight. Within your embrace, we feel the warmth of family and of belonging. Within your embrace, we grow and we are nurtured together as one flock, the people of your pastor, under your loving care and protection. So come, let us bow down before the Lord, our Maker. O oh, Good Shepherd, within your embrace we find something that the world cannot give us fully, and that is comfort and healing. We bring to you those who are weak or struggling with physical, mental, or spiritual health. You are the great healer, and we pray for healing of both mind and body for those we now name in the silence of our hearts. O oh Lord, so often, because we care about people and we love others, we so often mention many names who need prayer 
who need your warm embrace, who need your love. And yet, we ourselves might be the very one who needs your mercy, who needs your care, who needs forgiveness, and who needs to be reminded of your love. So in the name of Jesus Christ, if we, Lord, are heavy burdened this day, let us, without any kind of shame, place ourselves into your tender care, for we name ourselves this day in the silence of our hearts. So come, let us all bow down before the Lord our Maker. O Good Shepherd, within your embrace we find peace, Lord. Come, let us bow down before the Lord our Maker. Your word in Psalm 118.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. We can experience that, O oh God, most fully in the Good Shepherd, Your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. So I pray, Lord, when we are troubled, that our minds that our hearts, that our spirits go to the Good Shepherd, for He is the one that can give us life and life eternal. He is the one that has the power and the authority to forgive sin. He has the one, He has the power and the authority to give us salvation and the healing that we yearn for. Bless and keep us all, O God, and let us seek the Good Shepherd in all that we say and do. And we ask this always in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, who gave us the Lord's Prayer, praying together now as the body of Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, I am turning now to the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter this morning. This uh, section of God's Word is entitled, Jesus as the Good Shepherd, uh, chapter 10, verses 11 through 16. So I'm going to ask if you would to please stand out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior's words this day. And Lord, we pray your blessing upon this, your holy word, and the proclamation of it for our lives this day. Beginning with verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. 
He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too. They are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock, then with one shepherd." Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. And church, you may be seated. So, church, as I was uh, preparing uh, my sermon this Sunday, one one thing that kept uh, coming up and this text was was actually a question for I want us to uh, think about this and just offer this to you uh, this day as a way to think about how uh, the Good Shepherd is relevant for our lives uh, this very day, okay? I, I hope the very words, Good Shepherd, can bring you comfort, okay, in the midst of Uh, a a trial or some kind of stressful time that you or or your family uh, are going through, the Good Shepherd, those are just words uh, of comfort and reassurance. So I I want you uh, to know that first off. But but the question that came to me as I was uh, reflecting about uh, the Scripture is simply this. Who's shepherding you. Think about that. Memorize, in fact, that very question. And I want you to give that question some serious thought and talk about it with your family throughout this day, maybe at lunch, maybe this evening. Who's shepherding you? Let's go back to the Word of God and get some guidance and some wisdom from the Lord's Word here this day. Let me pick up with Jesus' words here, beginning with verse 11, and I want to read 11 and 12 for us. Here's the words of our Lord and Savior. He says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. So let me ask you again, church, who's shepherding you? You see, the Word of God tells us that Motivation is important here. Let us think about motivation. So the motivation of the hired hand that tends the flock is for a wage. 
It's for money that the, that the shepherd, the hired hand, will receive, okay, for tending that flock. And yet, the good shepherd who tends the flock is not for a wage. That is not his reward. That is not his ultimate motivation. For you see, the good shepherd, the reason why he tends the flock, did you catch it in the Word of God? It says it's because it's out of the love that he has for his sheep. So motivation is very important when it comes to who's shepherding and the reasons for shepherding the flock. Now, let me ask this question again. Who's shepherding you? Let me pick up now with verse 14 with that question on your mind. Here's Jesus' words again. He says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Verse 15, just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. There you go. Did you hear it? There's motivation, okay? There's a reason why the shepherd is doing what he is doing. Did you, see, did you hear how intimate these words are? Behind the shepherd's intent or motivation that he has for the flock. You see, the good shepherd, he knows the flock. The good shepherd, he listens to the flock. And most importantly here, it says in the word, verse 15, that he will also, the good shepherd, sacrifice his life for the sheep. The motivation, church, always for the good shepherd is so that he may love the flock and that the sheep may know his love for them. Now that we've established the motivation, the intent for why the good shepherd does what the good shepherd does, we've got to know the exact opposite of a good shepherd. What is the opposite of a good shepherd? We need to know this, church, and here's why. Because the world is filled with the opposite of what a good shepherd is. And I'm going to call them false shepherd wannabes. Did you hear that? False shepherd wannabes. That is the exact opposite of what a good shepherd is. Let's talk about a false shepherd shepherd wannabe. A false shepherd wannabe's intent, his or her motivation always is not to give life to you, not to share love with you, but to always take from you. Let me use stronger language than that. A false shepherd, a false shepherd wannabe's motivation his or her intent always is to steal from you, okay? To steal from you, to steal your joy, to steal your happiness, 
to steal your contentment. You see, a false shepherd wannabe will always tell you what you want to hear, church. Meanwhile, they will suck the very life out of you. That is the intent, the motivation behind a false shepherd wannabe. And here's the disturbing thing. The world is filled with false shepherd wannabes. So as your pastor who cares about you, who loves you, and who prays for you, flock, church, to the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, whose motivation, whose intent is always to love you. And by the way, run away. Run away from a false shepherd wannabe because they will only only bring you down, church. They will only bring you down, whether it's through their words, through their actions, or through their motivation or intent. You see, the good shepherd, let me pick up here with verse 14. I'm going to read it again. Listen to these words. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Verse 15, just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father. Here it is. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. The good shepherd, Jesus Christ, is someone, church, who can relate to us. The good shepherd, Jesus Christ, most importantly, is one who always understands. Let me share an oldie but goodie with you. There was a farmer who had a litter of puppies. He puts up a sign on his property, puppies for sale, $10. So, a young boy finds out about this. He goes to the farmer onto his property. He goes right up to the farmer. He reaches way down in his pocket, and he pulls out a handful of change. He says, Mr. Farmer, sir, I've got 39 cents. Is that enough? And the farmer says, absolutely, young man, you can have a puppy. So the farmer immediately screams out the name, Dolly, and out of the barn runs five beautiful puppies, and they're following the farmer's voice. They make a beeline right to the farmer because they hear his voice. About a minute goes by. The young boy, he's impressed with the puppies. He's very moved by how cute and playful they are. And then out comes another ball of fur. And this puppy, church, is slower because the puppy is hobbling because the puppy is crippled. And the boy makes eye contact with this puppy, and there's something 
instantaneous that happens between this boy and this puppy. You could call it love at first sight. And the farmer, in all of his experience, in all of his life of reading people, looks down at that young man and says, Son, you don't want that puppy because that puppy is crippled. That puppy is never, ever going to reach his potential. That puppy is never, ever going to be as playful or as energetic as these other puppies are. Son, you don't want that puppy. And here's what the boy does. He leans up against a fence. He pulls up his pants leg. And on his right leg is a steel brace. And this young boy, in all of his wisdom, looks up at that farmer and says, Mr. Farmer, sir, this puppy needs someone who understands. You see, church, so often we define ourselves, you and I, as the people we used to be. Did you hear that? We so often judge ourselves for the people that we used to be. Bumps, bruises, scars, all of our woundedness, we have a tendency of looking at ourselves in the mirror just as that and say often, Lord, how could you forgive me, a sinner? But you see, what we're doing is we're defining ourselves and how we used to be. But as Jesus puts it in his word, through faith in him and what he did on the cross at Calvary. We are, in fact, as Scripture says, a new creation. And he sees us redeemed, in fact, forgiven, something brand new. What I want to tell you this day, church, is Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, he understands us. He can relate to you and I with all of the scars, all of the woundedness, all of the brokenness, all of the sin that you and I carry on our heart and our, on our soul. But here's the thing. By his blood, church, listen, we are healed. We are healed. So I'm going to ask you, who's shepherding you? Is it the good shepherd or is it a false shepherd wannabe? Because it's Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, who understands. How about this? Through the scriptures... 
Jesus Christ went through the messiness in the manger. He went through the temptation in the desert. He even went and was put on trial, you see. He was mocked, and he was beaten, and he was crucified, and he died, and he rose again for you and I. So church, if there is a false shepherd wannabe that is just keeping you down and out and defeated, today is the day to let that go and to seek and to know the good shepherd in a brand new way. Let me end with verse 11. Pay close attention to this. This is our Lord and Savior's words speaking to us this day, not just to our ear, hear me now, but to our hearts. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Praise God. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we all need a good shepherd. We all need tending to as the shepherd so beautifully and so courageously and so boldly does for each and every one of us if we allow the shepherd in. Lord, it's easy to get sucked in to a destructive relationship with a false shepherd wannabe who just tells us what we want to hear, whom we think is building us up, but in reality is just tearing us down. Lord, I pray that with the eyes of our heart, that we might see you for who you really are, and that is the Good Shepherd. Because, Lord, you can relate, you can understand, and you are offering grace to us. I pray that we're seeing it. I pray that we know it. I pray, Lord, most importantly, that we receive it, that we take it in, and that it can be the very manna, the soul food, the healing balm of Gilead that we need this day. Let us seek the good shepherd who went to the cross for all of mankind so that we might be free from sin and death. Bless and keep us, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.